Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Real quick before we start the show, just wanted to let you guys know you can get the show two days early by joining our Patreon. Even for a buck, you can listen to the show two days early. Go to patreon.com slash analog talk and we got a bunch of stuff over there. Check it out and uh, yeah, enjoy the episode. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Analog Talk, a film photography podcast. I'm your host, Tim. I'm Chris. And on today's show, we have Sissy Lou. Hey, Sissy. Hi, Sissy. Hi. <laughs> Thank you for having me. This is really exciting. Yeah, thanks for joining us. We're super excited to chat. Before we get into all that, though, do you mind introducing yourself to our listeners and giving us a background on how you got into photography? Of course. Oh, you mean photography or film photography? All of it. Yeah, the whole, start the the whole shebang. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right. I'll keep it short. I'll try to keep it short. So my name is Sissy Liu, as uh, what I go by online and in real life. I'm Chinese citizen, moved to the U.S. about eight years ago, and I, I studied music my whole life and oh, photography cool. was something that kind of classical music mm. and photography was something that I discovered when I was in the U.S. in college and I kind of maneuvered my way from starting from digital actually starting from mirrorless right away into oh. yeah and I have a really cheap old setup with like manual everything because I was a poor student mm. and <laughs> just with like you know everyone knows the Nikon or Canon 51 point eight lens yeah like, yep. oh yeah mounted on my fuji xe1 i think at the time 50. yes <laughs> so that kind of um thank god that that kind of prepared me for doing everything manual and really knowing what i'm doing because the camera essentially is just a device a box and yeah. all i have to do is in the brain and so uh-huh. f- from there i liked it so much so i added it into my major study photography in college as well as music and moved to the city uh new york city after graduation then analog kind of introduced itself to my um to my experience and to my career and i have been sticking with it ever since I my first camera was I think a Nikon F3 then oh wow great first camera yeah Yeah. I know beautiful then the my first real camera that I started using in analog format is the Hasselblad 500CM so I'm very blessed in having a great camera another great camera yeah I know (laughs) and yeah and I've been doing a lot of projects with them I think people mostly know 
me or know my work, see my work from using the Hasselblad 500 CM. Mm-hmm. And online, I call myself as a joke, Lady with Hasi, because my name is Sissy. I like that. I accidentally branded myself. And <laughs> so now I've been known as that as well. So that's kind of a shortened version of how I got started in photography and in film. When you got into the film aspect of it, was it something that, because for me, I got back into photography, but a friend of mine was like, shoot this role and and get developed and I was like okay and then I was like oh my god was it sort of the same thing were you like captivated or that's a good question um I feel like you get a good amount of disappointment as much as well as like <laughs> yeah, excitement yeah. Yeah. from uh-huh. the first row I think for my generation we're blessed by uh, like digital photography right like yeah there are it's so quick the process and you get to see everything right away it's a really good practice like before going to film so I but the expectation is also brought really high so when I first entered film it was exciting because I know it's gonna be a better image at the end but my expectation from like not seeing anything until the very very end that was kind of it's exciting but also like I said it's very nerve-wracking because not everything came out as what I want it to be so mixed feelings yeah yeah that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Thinking back to my first role of film, like after, because I, you know, I grew up with film. Same with Chris. We that that was the thing when we were younger, mm-hmm. and then getting into digital. And thank God for digital because, like, it really did teach me all over again. Because I, I didn't pay attention in school when I was learning this <laughs> stuff. Yeah. And then shooting that first role and just seeing like how terrible my composition and exposure and all that stuff was. And there's no changing it. It's not like you get to see it and kind of adjust and go again you know I still have it I have a a binder full of my first 36 shots and they are just there might be one that's okay (laughs) like (laughs) I still remember my first very first shot I was actually my friend was helping me to load the camera and teach me all the basics in just how to operate a film camera I remember thinking way too much before I Uh take my first photo there is a photo somewhere on the internet of me laying on a very dirty New York City street (laughs) uh, on my back and trying to to get a stupid photo it didn't even come out well but i had so much like expectation and so much pressure knowing that there's going to be something permanent like yeah. physical you know yeah. so when you when you did photography in school that was i'm assuming digital right that was like a yeah. digital course and stuff okay yeah just wondered if you were in the dark room or anything like that so i missed my term to go into the dark room if i were to sign up to join the major right in the beginning freshman year i would have had the chance which was really a shame yeah yeah so what i did to, so i added my major in art and then fine art and photography uh my junior year so i only had two years to finish the program oh okay so what i did was a lot in lighting in studio and in a lot of more advanced uh, like area in photography i guess so that makes sense because you're you're such a good portrait photographer i can i can see where you know (laughs) where that came in and where that helped that's so kind thank you yeah of course um one of my favorite things that you do is your advice 
series. Oh, yeah. She mm-hmm. was like, you got to watch the advice. I was like, go watch all of them. It's so amazing because I, I just love like, I mean, the way you have it set up to like the portrait and then the and then the swipe to, to get the advice. It's like a little like secret unlock, you know? Yeah. What was your inspiration for that? Talk to us about that because I just love that. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for finding that super inspiring. Yeah. I get a lot from doing just for myself. I every time after a conversation, for me, I get a lot to, out of it, and I'm so glad that it has found its audience online too. Yeah. So it's not just me getting the benefit. So this the project it has been a long thinking before it actually happened. Mm-hmm. Um, how it really happened? So I grew up in the household. I'm the only child in because um, Chinese policy, um, and my parents are very old. Uh, for I guess my age group mm. so they had me when they were 40 years old oh, wow. and so that year gap I feel like I almost was raised in a different generation just because their generation is very different and also growing up a lot of people mistakenly thinking that they were my grandparents and just a lot of that always made me feel closer to older people mm. and I always felt the world's not quite fair to older generation. And I realized that more when I moved to the Western country. Mm-hmm. So I feel like there is a, ro- a big rooted culture of respect your elders in where I grew up in China. Um, and here I feel like the older generation, the community almost was discarded by the society. Oh, and so sad to think yeah, about. Yeah, it is very, it's it's very quite strange mm. uh, to me because I feel like they have earned their right, right. Uh, all the right to, to yeah. be who they are. And it's a shame that we're not learning from them. Right. So the first idea of the project I wanted to start with my parents so I did a little European trip with my parents that's when I was still working in my full-time job I saved on the money Mm -hmm. I was like you know what it's always been them bringing me as a kid on trips this time the role is going to switch I will be bringing them onto a trip all expense paid and have them like kids you know, yeah. following yeah, me that's around. So cute. <laughs> that's adorable. And I know. So I documented that on just my phone because I like every time we went on a trip, like everyone wanted to document something. Right. So for me, it was I wanted to be more intentional uh, with like them as my subject, and they have their gray hair already. <laughs> they just look really lovely, and like they they have their gray hair, but they act like kids, and that was what I wanted to show in that project. So that's the first step in developing the project and when I came back from the trip this whole world just kind of shifted Mm. and that's right I think I came back uh, to the US a month before everything happened wow really man and during that month, I was um, I was lucky enough to get the Hasselblad CM, the 500 CM. And I just didn't want to let that project go. Like, my heart was still in that mode to get capturing my parents being the older people in, like, a very um, scenic area. So I started doing that when I was back in New York and on Hasselblad. That kind of advanced the project into a more even more intentional and narrowed uh, idea. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's when they really take off. So are you just going to keep it on Instagram? Because I could see it like as a show, like the photo and then the video next to it. You know what I mean? Like 
That for would sure. be so amazing. Yeah. So I was、uh, very fortunate to have a group show with a similar kind of idea. So I had five、um, images last year,、um, last August, shown in Tribeca, and、oh, cool. my photography professor actually invited me into his show. So I was very fortunate to like even think I was being able to be in the same space as my professor. That's, that's great.、Awesome. Yeah.、Wow. So yeah, we we had a little QR code. So the photos are being printed and shown on the wall, five of them, and people can scan the QR code and like listen and watch <gasps> their story when they go up to, yeah. So it's kind of like a virtual and physical space、yeah. experience. So man, that's so cool. Yeah, I I love stuff like that too because I'm I'm always a fan of like blending projects together. Like I I did a project a couple years ago where I hand printed. Postcards from Nashville when I lived in Nashville, and then I had、uh, like a local musician write music to, or it was originally supposed to just be his poetry. Then it turned into music,、hmm. and we did this album together, and it came out really, really cool. And I just loved like mixed media stuff like that. I feel like there's Ed Templeton. I think of Ed Templeton because he's like such a photographer, painter, you know,、yeah. skateboarder. Like, and he blends all that stuff together. Like there, there shouldn't be rules or walls. Walls with this stuff, so I'm glad you're. I'm glad you're kind of forging ahead with this with this project. It's it's really cool. Yeah, I I really feel so strongly about like all kind of arts are connected. Like yeah, and everyone should be able to enjoy art and not just in the very formal、um, stuffy setting. It it、mm-hmm. used to be like that, and I don't think I think we're out of that. I think we can really push the boundaries, and especially photography is still a new concept. Like even yeah, though we're、yeah. we. We grew up in a generation that's very vastly available for us, but it's still、mm-hmm. very new in the art world. So、right. there are many aspects that's not being explored yet, and it's only it takes creative mind to merge things with like other things or the other form of art. Yeah, has it always been easier for you to like approach somebody on the street to to get their number one get their photo, but then because <laughs> <laughs> I mean I've I just. Think it's amazing that you're able to do that, and something、yeah. I aspire to do. So, yeah, any advice you have, or like, what's your process? Of course. So,、um, no, it wasn't easy at all. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I mean, how? I mean, imagine like、yeah. just walking up to people. I would say I'm not entirely. I know, like,、um, talk to someone before about the stereotypical type of photographer are usually introverts. I don't think I am much of an introvert.、Mm. I am pretty. I'm pretty outgoing.、Um, I have. I have my introverted side when I'm alone,、mm, but I'm、right. very willing to talk to people. But it doesn't mean that going up to people isn't hard at all. Right. So there are a couple of things. If I would give a little points, like first in the city like New York, no one's really gonna remember me, so、mm. I keep that in、go. mind. Yeah, yeah, that's a good. <laughs> yeah, if it's a no, I don't have to see them again. If it's a yes, I also probably don't have to see them again. <laughs> yeah, <laughs>、so、it's a good、true. way to look at it. Yeah. <laughs>、uh, but the second thing is like、um, that. This is actually someone who I photograph after talking to him for a while. He's actually a sociology professor, and he told me our interaction is gonna. To be a textbook example for his lecture later on, because <laughs> he was talking about our rejections have different types. So most likely, the rejection we have on the streets are not personal; they're situational.、Ah. And 
So we don't know what we don't know what's happening in everyone's life, and that's why we talk to them, right? And sometimes when people say no to you, it's not because of you; it's because of everything that happened in their life. It doesn't allow them to wanting to engage.、Right. So it's not, yeah. Just don't take it personally. And I know it's hard because I have felt discouraged from rejections before, but、yeah. keeping that in mind is really helpful. It's not your fault; they don't want it. It's There, they have a reason, and don't carry that burden with you to the next person. You know. Yeah, that's good. I I like the approach of like, okay, on to the next. Right, like you get a no, and it's like, okay, move on.、Yeah. You know, I feel like the Hasselblad's a good conversation starter. So I feel、oh, like because、yeah. a lot、oh, of times、yeah. people will stop me if I'm carrying my Hasselblad. Like, what、right? is that? You know. So then it's like, oh well, can I get your photo while we're here? That's <laughs>、yeah. way easier than you know just coming up to somebody with like a camera that looks like a you know regular SLR. Something so I feel、exactly. like that helps. That that is totally like so accurate. So like when I was doing the fir- the first part of the project with my parents was with a phone, and it was never I never needed to、uh, engage with people outside of like just strangers in general. And I was lucky enough to like come back and find a Hasselblad in a really good、um, price range, because that really gave me confidence to start、mm-hmm. this project. Imagine like I was I kept imagining like if I were to do the project with like、um, let's say if I were still sticking with this. Digital,、yeah. like I don't want to be, you know. Th- th- there's,、uh, like you say, it's a starting point. It's like a, it's a talking point. Yeah. And having a digital, I think I would, I would have have to explain a lot more about myself and the intention than having something that's has a lot so attractive. Yeah. Like it is. <laughs>、oh. It's easy to convince people why they need、yeah. to be photographed you by like, it. You could be like, look, 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 look down inside. See, look, and people are like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> exactly, exactly. It like it also just it, it made your art in a way more、um, valuable because、mm-hmm. people get to see what you're doing with it. But not necessarily get to see the the result. That's another thing. I feel like people trust you a little more because you're more in the moment, and that's why we do film, right? One hundred percent. The portraits you get、yeah. are just phenomenal, too. By the way, I just I really appreciate. Yeah, <laughs> I I recently got a Hasselblad, and like seeing your portraits is like that's what I got to be doing with mine, man. I got to be just going out there and、doing、asking、it. people, you know? Yeah. You know what I actually found?、Uh, there's an accessory that I found really helpful for portrait on the Hasselblad. So Hasselblad is so sharp; it's it's almost Sometimes too sharp、yep. <laughs> from my liking, so I have those close-up filters, and with like half meter and one meter close-up filters,、oh. what they do. So it's similar to a extension tube、right. that some people use, but the close-up filter actually it's almost like a magnifying effect. So it's a fixed focal range. When you put on a zero point five, it's only a zero point five range of focusing distance. And the one meter, which I love to use, is like more friendly to portraits. What it does, it keeps the sharpness. You can keep the aperture down to five a、uh, or like five six or f a. Yeah. And so you get the sharpness from Hasselblad, but anything outside of that focal range. Just goes into beautiful blur. It's not bulky,、mm. but it's like this beautiful soft blur. Oh, interesting! I like that. So it's it's very it's when like when you're a photographer and you focus on those things, those photo stops you. Yeah. Just because how interesting that blur is to you, it's not natural. It's、yeah. definitely like manufactured by something. Like the you still keeps the sharpness in the portrait itself.、Yeah. It's crazy. 
Mm. Oh, good, good tip. All right, I like that. Yeah, you that. gotta get your get yourself some of I those. I know. <laughs> yeah, they're pretty cheap online. Just get some. With with the portraits and the then the questions is is it kind of do you get the story first and then they they kind of open up for the portrait or do you go oh, with yeah. the portrait and then kind of get the story type thing? Because I was doing a lot of that street portrait stuff too, but I was stopping after the picture. You know, I'd ask them for the picture, have a little chat, show them the camera or something like that, and then move yeah. on. And I'm just so intrigued with your process on this because I just, I love that. I love interviewing. I've always, I've always wanted to do the journalism thing, but I just, I'm a terrible writer. So <laughs> uh, I would say you're a really good interviewer as far as I could tell. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> I really appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, it really depends. It depends uh, in the situation by the people who I'm look, talking to. I think the more I do, there's more a routine that's set up mm, to it. In okay. the beginning was, I, in the beginning actually wasn't thinking about recording the conversation I, I only record because uh, uh, me and my friend joke about it I have a fish brain I don't really remember <laughs> things for a long term uh, so in order to kind of knowing the story behind and knowing just remembering that moment beyond the one single photograph mm. I take I will record for my own like okay back up in the yeah, beginning yeah then i re- didn't realize how powerful that is to bring people to see what i'm seeing so i started sharing them it depends now i would actually approach asking for a photo but before i take the photo i would talk to them so kind of um you know like Hasselblad is not easy camera to bring on the street and to set up like the shot it takes yeah. a while and that gives me just enough time to get to know them a little bit and for me portraits is very important to know them a little bit and I could kind of figure out how I want them to be photographed there's a fine line because I I don't exactly know where my I'm still figuring out where my photography is landing it's not exactly street photography Mm -hmm. it's not exactly studio photography like it's not like a studio setup portrait I'm kind of merging I'm kind of blurring the line in between so um, if I were to take a photo without knowing them that is more leaning to street photography right like I'm using my own perspective to to take a photo mm. of them but after getting to know them i would have a better understanding of who they are yeah. and then i capture the moment that's kind of a different type of portraits in my opinion yeah i, I think right now i lean more towards getting to know them then take the photo but also sometimes if they're in a rush i will take a photo first because they were just yeah, yeah I, they were I, trying to get out of there yeah, yeah, yeah. I, would rather, I would rather getting that piece of like photo than you know like if they have to go right so. that's such a cool process I love that how did you get involved with the YouTube channel that you're involved with pandemic yeah <laughs> yeah as many other YouTube channels that yeah. started so yeah I mean I don't as you can tell I love to share I love to talk and I think once uh, Instagram start taking off, I just finding that it it I want to share more, and it's limiting on mm-hmm. Instagram on just how much that I want to talk about. And uh, me and my friends, so I honestly I talk to anyone. I say twenty twenty summer was the best summer that I ever had because everyone was available. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's so much fun. Like we got to walk around the city. We can't stay inside in like a closed mm-hmm. space. So a lot of me and my friend are just like sharing and they're there to talk to me. Usually they're like on film sets, like always busy. And this time we get to like share the knowledge. And I was like, 
why don't we do this online on YouTube? So、mm. that's kind of when we started like collecting peoples into like a group and sharing and documenting, like just everything. And yeah, the name underdevelop. It's just very. We don't. We're not like pros. Yeah, I love the name. I think it's great. It's such a、yeah. good name. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. There's some. We're we're a little regretting on the name because we can never <laughs> we can never make merch. Uh, who's gonna wear like underdevelop on their hat? <laughs> uh, <laughs> so you're hardcore fans. You're hardcore fans. <laughs> But yeah, it's、um, it's just something that I think just we just wanted to engage more and share more in our conversation and not limiting just to talk to each other like like you guys are doing on podcasts、yeah. like you're sharing the knowledge to you don't even know how far it can reach yeah yeah it's it's always wild when we check our analytics and see the different countries and stuff that that they download our episodes it's just like wow like it's mind blowing I love it it's amazing and like honestly I feel like film community. Community could be kind of、uh, from the outside could look very close, like、um, uh-huh. it, was the word gatekeeping, I guess. Yeah, yeah. yeah.、Uh, but we really like you guys are trying so much more ways to like bridging other listeners, and doesn't even have to be film shooter. Like、right. we're so friendly, and you guys are doing so much to prove that. Man,、Aww. yeah. Well, I mean, it's like like what you said. It's It shouldn't be gatekeeping, and and I I like found your channel and was like, oh man, I got like there's even more stuff I can look at, and these people are expi- inspiring me. Like it's all about like the community and 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 inspiring each other, and it's just the channel's really great. You guys should be pretty proud of it. Thank you. I'm actually very curious. How did you find came across my work, Ben? I, ben, I came across yeah, your stuff when you did the video with、uh, Ben from In an Instant. Oh. Oh,、yep. that makes did, sense. Did the deep dive and was like, yeah. Yep. <laughs>、oh, started, started watching your challenge videos and stuff on、mm. there, and that's such、yeah. a good thing too. Like that, I you can learn so much. I feel like when you limit yourself. Yeah. So I wanted to talk to you about that too because yeah, that's something Chris was that excited、I've, about that. Yeah, because I'm always like, you know, when you get in a rut, you're like, well, what, what, what do I even do? What should I even shoot? And just like having like a challenge, like not even because you can get like I'm going to do a photo series, like that's one way, but like. I really like the aspect of like I'm only gonna do this one thing, or I'm, or you know, yeah. So just how, how's that going? <laughs> oh, <laughs> I feel like at the end of the month,、uh, during it, not good. I, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. Oh my gosh, <laughs> it's so. I mean, it's so sad to limit myself during during it, but until you see the result at the very end,、mm. and when you sum it up in the video like that. Then I see why I did this, and like I had more motivation to to start the next one. But I love projects, and I、mm. love challenges. I when I it kind of started when I was like with friends, and film it was kind of a slow process. But sometimes when you have like five frames left, and we want really want to get them developed, we always struggle to find things to photograph. Uh, like in a short amount of time. So、oh, yeah. I, me and my friend would do this. Like let's do that. The next one you. Set your focus to like five meters, and like that, just shoot that, and then, <laughs> and the next one is like, oh, that's fine, like a close-up portrait of something, and the next one like to have intention that help us to actually not waste the frame, you know, like,、uh, and、yeah. it gets. It gets down faster, so it started that way. And I was like, "What if we actually do something like more intentional and in the longer time, so we can really shift perspective at the same time?" 
I love doing the portrait project, but it is getting a little. What's the best way? Like I'm not getting inspired by yeah. it anymore. Yeah, it's mm. getting kind of stale. A little stale for me and creatives like us. Like we always like something new.、Mm-hmm. And the more I do it, like I said, I set up a routine, and it start becoming this very similar portrait after portrait after portrait after portrait. And I want to feel more inspired by my work, and I don't want to post things that I personally don't feel inspired、right. by. So I've tried to challenge myself to how can I make myself a better photographer? How how can I like see things differently? If I keep doing the same thing, I can't jump out of that same mindset. And that's why this year I wanted to dedicate it, like each month, to something different and get out of my comfort zone and really limit myself. Someone said in the comments, like in a way, I expanded my、uh, perspective by limiting my yeah. perspective.、Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. How was your black and white challenge? Because me, I'm like a, <laughs> I'm a, I like I'm mostly a color shooter, but I have my black and white moments. But but having my whole month of black and white, I don't know. It's a whole month of moments that I yeah, regret. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh man. Like on the ski mountain, I think that was that's the one I heard the most because like <laughs> everything was so like the snow bounced back to like、yeah. the colors in the, on the mountain. Oh, I never was a black and white shooter, but now I can say I have more moments of wanting to do black and white than even color. Sometimes I'm appreciating. Wow, that's yeah.、Cool. I'm appreciating the perspective, and I that that's one thing I like. I realize at the end, it's a completely different mindset. Yeah, like doing black and white, you see things, you approach things completely differently,、yeah. like how you would in color. And sometimes, like I now, I'm seeing that. I felt like I had my whole world expanded to a different like. There's a new world to be looking at.、Mm-hmm. Like I could be looking at the same street in color before, and now I felt so inspired by looking into it in a black and white perspective. So I have double the amount to shoot. I'm not complaining. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love it. What do we have to? Can you give us like a sneak peek of like stuff that you have planned for these challenges? And what's like July look like? Ooh,、uh, <laughs> I have a whole list. I'll tell、yeah. you what I have this month, which is actually、okay. kind of related to what we talked about before. This month I am doing Polaroids only. So,、oh, whoa!、Mm, I love、ben. Polaroids so much. We're coming for you. <laughs> <laughs> Gonna be studying all his. <laughs> uh, reviews and knowing what to do best, right? So yeah, I just finished the challenge of no portraits. It was just published today, so that's something <sighs> hurt my soul. Yeah, I was I like, how, bet. how, <laughs> how, how? Yeah, yeah, I can't. I'm gonna check it out because I can't wait to see. Thank you. How that worked out for you, but yeah, that's you've actually inspired me to like. I mean, I. Just had a baby recently, so it's been hard to go and shoot. <gasps> Congratulations! But, thank you. He's wonderful. I'm just, you know, I'm taking pictures of him, obviously. But to have like a little space of time to like, of like every month, this is the goal. Like, I, I think that'll really help. That's cool. Is it the first,、uh, your firstborn? It is. How、yeah. does it feel to be a mom? It's so overwhelmingly wonderful. He's the、yeah. best. Yeah. How does it feel to be like a mom and a photographer? <laughs> well, so yeah, I,、oh. let it out, Chris. Let it out. <laughs> I feel like I, I touched on it a couple episodes ago. So sorry, guys. I was like panicking that I wasn't documenting him 
properly as a photographer. Mm. And then, so I like bought a digital camera because I was like, well, it has to be, I have to be fast at it. I have to, because he's, he's small and he's going to change so fast. And then I was like, nope, got it, got rid of that. <laughs> it has to be on film. It has to be on Welcome film. back. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I don't know. It was like postpartum craziness happened where I was like, I'm going to get a digital camera and that's what I need. I think Timothy was probably like, when you, yeah, I was just going to say, when you sent me, you're like, I got a Fuji and da, da, da. I'm just like, that's not going to last very long. <laughs> yeah, <dude. laughs> yeah, no, it's but it's great. He's my favorite subject. So what do you find that's the most easy camera or like the most reliable camera yeah, around so here? that's a great question because I love my rangefinder, my Leica M4. Wow. But it's it's not it's not meant for little babies. So I was <laughs> unless you're say. really good at it. <laughs> um, I've been using my Canon uh, Elon 7, 7NE. So you can put like your, yeah, your you have, like, Canon glass on. Autofocus and stuff, Auto right? Autofocus yeah, all day long, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's very nice. I don't think I know that much about that camera. Yeah, it's a good, it's like a higher end SLR that they had for a while. Not like the, mm-hmm. the big dog, the uh, EOS yeah. One or whatever. Yeah, the uh, One, yeah. Yeah, it's great. It's kind of like the in-between before like film completely fades out but it's still like innovating new things mm-hmm. and before yes. the... I, th- I think it was like one of the last SLRs they put out, yeah. I see. Oh, yeah, that, that seems like a perfect like median for mom what camera. you want. Yeah, yeah it's mom a total camera. mom camera. I don't have to think, <laughs> I, can, I don't have to, I can just capture his little smiles all day long. Here's an idea for you. Um, next project, hashtag mom camera. Cam. It's always yeah. dad cam. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. It's so true. Man. I'm down for that. I love it. Showed us showed us more of your world. <laughs> I can't wait till he's like like running around and stuff. He's only four months right now, so wow. I'm just getting him on his back smiling up at me, which is yeah. still great, but I can't wait till he's like, you know, jumping around and stuff. So um I, I don't know the feeling of being like a parent yet, but how many roles do you shoot? How excited are you in capturing everything? <laughs> I mean, it's it's so far it's been pretty a pretty good amount. I the, the actually you know the iPhone has really been the easy thing because I can just it's funny I think we're talking to uh, Alec about this how you how his generation will have like you know seventy five photos of the one moment yeah to where like you know our us we had uh, there's like one picture of whatever we, my, my brother and I were doing there wasn't 75 of them you know but yeah I'm, I'm, I'm shooting I'm shooting a ton long story short <laughs> whether it's the iPhone or with with uh, film but uh, yeah he's again my favorite subject oh yeah all right so with these monthly challenges is there any end goal to this are you gonna use any of this work for anything specific or are you gonna is there any sort Ooh, yeah. of you know kind of maybe like a little project at the end of it, kind of showing off your work and, and stuff like that? Or is it just kind of something to do right now to learn? Good question. Um, I actually have think about this before I even started it. Like my last, well, it's still ongoing, my portrait project with the elderly people. Mm-hmm. That one, ultimately, I do wanted to have it either in like a solo show or like a book format because I, I feel like there's a lot that could be curated. Um, oh, I would love to see that. Yeah. Yeah. I have a really big archive from them. So definitely that is something. And when I do that, it's a way of putting this project to an end. And for the project I'm doing, the monthly challenges, instead of doing something like that, like a photo book style, I do want to make, I actually haven't shared this with anyone. Uh Um, (laughs) Uh-oh. I want to make three or four volumed baby zines. Yeah. Um, oh, cool. Yeah. So I actually, I found I found this uh, publisher in like a really tiny bookstore. They make those palm size, like really tiny 
books, yeah. art books, and they have been sold in MoMA and everywhere in museums. And they're so well made, but they're tiny. Yeah. And the idea is, I because everyone who's watching it now will hopefully for personally also feel connected and yeah. involved in the process. Yeah. Mm. And so I would like to kind of select a few from each month, a few um, oh yeah, my favorites from each month, and make it to like summer, like spring, summer, autumn, and winter within the project into tiny zines. And it wouldn't take too much of your space because I know buying a lot of photo book, they can just get really yeah. heavy and they can just fill up your shelf space. So I want to make something that's still there but tiny. Mm. Um, so people can like if anyone who would like to have a piece and going through a year of this project with me can like have a souvenir cool. in the end. Yeah, so. that's that's really cool. Yeah, what a great little idea. That's awesome. It's gonna be a fun one. I yeah. hope I hope it will actually execute it in the way that I wanted to because that's another thing, right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And we know you've done stuff with Moment, like their their classes and stuff. Is is teaching something that you? I mean, mm. clearly, when your your challenge videos, I feel like there's some teachable moments in those videos, and I really enjoy that. Is that something that you also like to pursue, or is it just kind of yeah, kind of just I'm, comes with the territory of you being a YouTuber, <laughs> kind of? Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of half and half. Yeah, um, definitely. YouTube has opened up the the world of like uh, lectures and talks for me honestly speaking i don't think i'm qualified to teach i am not mm. uh, I, I am not trying to teach anyone anything new this like film has so much nerdy you can go so deep into film yeah. oh yeah and i <laughs> no matter how much deep the service i have explored there's still so much so many niche branches that goes into film photography i'm not a spokesperson in that mm -hmm. kind of technical field so i'm not teaching anyone anything new I, what i would like to do is sharing right like even on the youtube channel like i try to position myself as someone who share my process rather than teaching you and yeah. so as moment so if anyone have who have purchased it a lot of comment i'm getting is it felt more like a documentary and seeing uh, how i work alongside with me than me educating them uh, how to do things it's right. more about how I do things and if you can take any points if it was inspiring or motivation of motivated to you that's the most I want from it so yeah I feel like at least for me, sometimes that's all I need. Like we're just talking about inspiration. Yeah, yeah. Like I just, I just need something that's gonna light the fire. Yeah, exactly. And then, uh, like honestly, I felt like I like there's so many photographer who has beautiful work, and mm -hmm. some people they they just don't want to be like sharing everything. And I want to be someone. I almost like open up myself as this personality i want to be accessible to people who want to start who or who has started and now have a new perspective just by seeing how i do things so yeah i'm just kind of an open book and i play this role of like i make mistakes and it's mm -hmm. okay <laughs> yeah i i but i like that because because then it, it makes it not so intimidating for other people to make mistakes when we see people also doing it and, and making mistakes like your kodak gold video i love that you were like 
this one was out of focus, but I ha- but but I have to show you it still because this is what I was going for, and I was like, I like that. Yeah, I really. Yeah, I mean, I feel like film, right? Like we know, yeah. film <laughs> mistake right? is inevitable. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I think it's also like the beauty in film is to cope. Or like to learn how to accept your mistake. And that's, it's so hard, but it's so, it's, I think the most valuable lessons from, at least from my film journey. Yeah. And the, and the thing about it is to, to, at least for myself, when I mess up, I like get so discouraged. I'm like, I, who am I? I'm a joke. I shouldn't be doing this. I'm, I quit, (laughs) you know, but then I'll get a, you know, a really amazing role or whatever. And I'm like, oh man, this is the best. I can't get enough of it you know so just like i think like like i said showing that oh i made a mistake too but i I moved on like it'll help people be like okay i guess i won't quit then (laughs) you know also this is a conversation i just had with my friend about how biased and personal we felt attached to our own work oh yeah like but sometimes even just by showing to other people right like someone sees different things and Mm -hmm. also they might not be as bad as you think they are also having time between the photo and you like the photo taking process and then the viewing process like it's easier for us to enjoy and viewing other mm. people's work because we don't know what happened when they when they shot the photo all we take right. is the very end result what they want us to see but i found myself i have some time like go, coming back a role that i just felt like I'm done. I'm not. Yeah, gonna <laughs> like I know it. I right? know it. Jeez. That feeling, and then it will be like six months later that I was cleaning out my archives and then going through it again. I was like, they are actually not that right. bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> and I see what I was trying to do, and I did execute it. I just I. It may not as be as well as I wanted it to be, but it was not a half bad photo. And I I thrive on the mistakes. Like some of the favorite photos that I've made were, I'll never forget, I I did this picture of a tree and it was like wintertime and it was such a beautiful scene and it was on large format. So, you know, you're like thinking of 800 Mm. things at once right there. And I left the the focusing, I left the shutter open because I was focusing with it and I pulled the thing and I went to click the button and it was like, no. And I quickly slid the thing back in. I developed that shot anyway, thinking, you know, maybe something came about it. The photograph was beautiful. I was just like, yeah. this mistake worked out so well. Yeah. And, and then I tried to replicate it later again. I was like, yeah. I'm going to try to do it again. And it was it failed miserably. Never. But <laughs> it was just like one of those amazing things that happened because I you know, flip the flip the film carrier around and took it properly. And that photo was so stale and just like yeah. not not it. it. It's just sometimes those mistakes are amazing. You know, I'll, I, I hate admitting that because I want people to look at that photo and be like, wow, he really knows what he's <laughs> doing. Was, yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah, that was intentional. He's but an artist. No, man, oh, my some, gosh. Some of those some of the mistakes are so good. Like, they're so great. Where can I find that shot? No, I'm very intrigued. Yeah, it's, yeah, it, should yeah. be, it should be on my Instagram. It's it's a picture of just a lone tree. <laughs> I will go find it. Yeah, right yeah. After yeah. This. I'll, well, I'll tag you in it after this. <laughs> Please. Thank yeah, you. I will. I will. Now, now, with that background knowledge, I feel like I will see it differently but I'm very mm. interested to see what you did there. That's, yeah, I should repost it so I can put both of them. I, I'm going to have to find the photos. My, yeah. I just got a new computer, so my kind of archive's all over the place right now. So I'm 
But uh, yeah, it's it's just sometimes even just like rolling around shooting 35, if I'm doing like nighttime photography and just kind of holding it and hand holding mm-hmm. long exposures and stuff, like sometimes the unpredictableness of it is just, I throw, I see, I, I, I like that though. I'm like a gritty lo-fi, like I'm just really into that stuff. So you're made for, for film. You're made yeah, for the exactly. community. Yes. <laughs> I tried to, I tried to like, I, I remember I tried to, I had a really nice Sony mirrorless with like a couple different lens system that I got mostly for video. And I'm like, I'm going to limit myself. I'm only going to shoot this digital camera for a week and see what I can do. It's some of the ugliest stuff I've ever done. Like I am literally <laughs> meant to shoot film. Like that's just how it is. I it's will go... probably, <laughs> it's probably too perfect for your liking. Yeah, it, it, it exactly. is. And like we always say, I end up taking 16 shots of the same thing all over and over mm-hmm. Just to, mm-hmm. because I got to make sure I got it, you know? Yeah. Oh, man. I know that <laughs> feeling. Uh-huh. Sissy, do you do any digital for, for work or you do? You, is it all film everywhere? Um, no, I don't own a digital camera anymore. Yeah. Um, there's actually a tragic story <laughs> behind it. No. Not because no. I, <laughs> not because I like, not because of like actively saying no digital anymore. Yeah. Although yeah. I I would say it now, but it was a hard <laughs> goodbye to the digital eight era for me. Mm. Um, that forced me to completely shoot campaigns and like everything. Like now, if you hire me, you have to accept that I shoot film only. Wow. Yeah. And it's a good leverage, honestly. But yeah, I <laughs> I was doing a video um, at a wedding and. Um, I fell backwards with the digital camera on me into a fountain. Oh no! Oh no! no. Oh, no. <laughs> oh. There is a. There's still a footage. It was shooting slow mo, so the footage came out in like 120 frame of like <laughs> slow fall to the fountain. Oh, I love it! Uh, like with the, you see my foot like oh against the sky. <laughs> So <laughs> that's my tragic end to digital, which is probably for the better. <laughs> that is a heck of a way to go out. I love yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. And I never look back. It was like, hey, it felt like it's meant to be. Yeah. Yeah. How, does, yeah. how do your uh, potential clients respond? I always ask when people are like, I just shoot film. Do they, how do they take that? Are they like accepting or, or do they I prefer? Feel, I feel like the culture is changing right now mm. in the yeah. photography industry, which is Thank um, goodness. It's so exciting. Yes. At the same time, it's also more competition and more like high price everything. Right. As we right. all know. Oh mm. my gosh. Um, so in the beginning, it took a lot of convincing. Like it, people need to, to be convinced why for me it's better it to work in the film workflow and i have to tell them like a uh, proof to them that th- yeah. these are the reasons and now um and then later people kind of find me the way the, uh find me because of film so it was right. easier that way right and now actually the, something is changing in the air people actually tell me they won't film straight out of the gate and they would cover everything that that's how they came to me with a job that's great news wow yeah i love hearing that yeah i recently done the campaign a pretty big campaign and they pay more in film and development than my rate which is insane to think about which i don't think i charge little but that's so like it was so much film that's being used and so satisfying that's great congratulations yeah thank you so much yeah yeah We'll be right back with a couple listener questions for Sissy right after this message from our sponsor. 
The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Just wanted to jump in here quick and let you guys know about our Patreon-only developing hang nights. We've done a bunch of these already. We develop some film. We laugh. We talk shop. It's a good time. We like to get a former guest to hang out with us as well. So it's just a blast. And if that sounds like something you're interested in, you can head over to patreon.com slash analog talk. Patreon is the best way to help support the show. Thanks, guys. All right, guys, this is the part of the show where we take a question from one of our listeners, and we're going to do two for us to see today. And the first one comes from Dear Dolores, and they ask, what do you find the most challenging slash rewarding photographing strangers? We kind of touch on this a little bit before. Mm -hmm. So, man, the most challenging for me, at least, um, because... I don't think technical part is a challenge here. I, I think you already have to develop a pretty good sense of how to take photo and how to yeah. take proper good photos before mm-hmm. you even go on a street. So for me, myself personally, the most challenging part is to just do it. I mean, mm-hmm. it sounds easy, but it's, it is the hardest part uh, right. is to just have the courage to walk up to people or just even have the courage to bring your camera out. Yeah, yeah. There are days that I honestly don't want to be mm-hmm. out and let alone taking photos. But that leads to actually the most rewarding part is when you, in a way, force yourself and put yourself in front of that situation and getting to hear people's life and ultimately for me at the end to capture that moment for me, yeah. for myself. It always brings me back to a good mood than I approached them before. It always gave me, it's, it's the interaction. Mm, yeah. There are so many stories to be heard in this world. And for someone, even like us, right? Like you're asking so many good questions that some I may or may not have thought about before. But talking to you guys, I feel like if you never ask, I would never share those. Yeah. And I enjoy sharing them. And who knows what they will like inspire who else other in the outside of this podcast or this conversation. So on the street, there are so many people that are waiting for you to ask questions or waiting to have this kind of uh, interactions. So they're willing to share. It just takes mm-hmm. a person to be willing to go up to them and ask. For me, is that interaction, that kind of piece of satisfaction. Like it's it's the human, the humility inside of everyone's heart. Like we all have a soft heart. Hmm. and sometimes just take a little bit of effort to bring that out yeah Hmm. and so yeah that's what i take the most out of it and i always say photos 
that came out from it, or the advice, or the video, or byproduct of that moment that we had. It's something to show people, but it's not the most important part. I'm not sad if some photos not coming out. Like、mm. I was, I would be sad because. The, we're a photographer, but yeah, it, that's yeah. not the most important part for me. <laughs>、yeah. A good photo is just cherry on the top. Yeah,、right. I think I think what the one of the things that inspires me the most the most about this series that you do is you know this day and age everybody's like down in their phones all the time. Like we don't even know how to talk to each other in in the real world. So I think like hey. Can I talk to you for a second? People are like, "Oh,、mm-hmm. yeah, let's talk." You know, like it must. You must walk away like just so warm and fuzzy, just because you've had a conversation with somebody that maybe you wouldn't have before. And、exactly. I think it's really cool. Exactly, and I feel like as photographers, we're observers, right? Like we、mm-hmm. we observe what's showing around us, and they're one way to observe without. Have a deep dive into their life, and there's that that has been the culture like for many years, right? Like street photography, snapshots.、Yeah. But it also, like I said, photography is so new in the art world, and it, I wanted to dive in. Like I want to not only have that two dimensional layer, I wanted to have more than that, right? Yeah. And it's it's fun. I mean, it doesn't have to be a long conversation. It doesn't have to be. Like for me, I have a focus group of older people, but it doesn't have to be、mm-hmm. like that. It could be anyone.、Right. It could be it could be your family. Have you like for you? You have a newborn. You've been taking so、yeah. many photos, but yeah, for lots of people, have you even take a proper photo of your parents? Right. right. Like I, I have been now because because my son is here. So now I'm like I want a picture of you know of them together with the baby, my dad with the baby, yeah, like, my in laws with the baby. Everybody like I want to document this time specifically. So I've been really in tune to that. Like we've got to take these photos. You know, there's、yep. so much more. Photo is、yeah. just it's just a layer of what we see. There's so、mm-hmm. much more on after beyond that. So yeah, good answer. Good, good, good answer. answer. All right, we got one more for you here. <laughs> so this question. Comes from Jimmy Shoots Film, and they wanted to know: Would you say that street photography is viewed differently between China and the U.S.? If so, how? Hi, Jimmy. I also shoot film, so maybe I should also change my name. <laughs>、uh, <laughs> yeah. So, in the very beginning of my introduction, I did mention that I moved to the U.S. and I found the medium、yeah. of photography.、Uh, so, I don't think I could really speak on. Being a photographer in China,、mm-hmm. um, what I can see is what I observe from like what I see other people have taken the photos of. So street photography in the U.S. is very freeing, obviously, and there are many creative ways.、Um, like I feel like in every city, there's a different kind of character into、mm. street photography.、Uh, it's almost like a culture in every single city that has like a. Completely different approach to street photography. Yeah, 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 and I think also the the crazy range from like New York City and to a suburb like that. I think those can still count as street photography. Maybe they're more lifestyle, but they're a huge range, and they are very. I think there's the world of street photography is very developed. In、mm-hmm. the Western countries, versus in China, like so, immediately when you ask that question, the image of street photography in China that pop in my head are image that's made by travelers、mm-hmm. that went to China. Oh,、uh, okay. From my understanding and knowledge of what I see of street photography of China, 
that's made in China, they're less local making street photography for multiple reasons for like restrictions. And like maybe people just don't see the world like that when they're living in it. Oh, uh, I think, interesting. Yeah. I yeah. think in the US, we have a really good um, influence on social media and like in gallery space. Uh, it, I feel like America in general very encourage art. Like mm-hmm. uh, the value in art and the appreciation, the respect in artists is highly valued here. And I don't think I can say the same in China. Mm. Every parent wants you to have a fe- feasible career growing up. <laughs> and yeah. the social status is what they really want the most, right? Um, so there's not very encouraged to pursue art. Like artist is almost like a, a bad term. If you introduce mm. your, your child as like wow. their artist. Yeah. Um, so I, I know a lot of hobby photographers that and uh, most of their photos where I can see is uh, that from what I've seen are more Instagram worthy or they follow the trend that has brought up from America or like any other Western world. And they execute that vision into their society. So that's something that actually I'm very interested to find out how Chinese people would see China in their own lens. Uh, Mm. And I don't think street photography is very much developed. And I really want to be that bridge and bring that perspective there. I haven't been able to travel back for now two or three years. And the last time I was there was briefly. So Mm. now more, uh, I am a better photographer than when I was there. And I want to bring my vision and then show people how I see my home. And I'm just waiting for that moment to happen. But yeah, there is a very different approach and a very different culture in China and versus in the U.S. Wow. Well, I can't wait for you to go go do that. That's going to be such an an awesome. Yeah. Me too. Maybe I'll make a YouTube video about yeah. it. Yeah, you got to go. document all of that, please. <laughs> Man, <laughs> another good question, another great answer. Yeah. yeah. So now we got to hit you with even more tough questions. Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think we might know the the answer, but this is the <laughs> yeah. question. If you had to pick one camera stranded on a desert island, you only can have one for the rest of your life, <laughs> what would it be and why? You can't do me like that. Uh-huh. <laughs> right. We do everybody like that. Yep. We're um, terrible. Before I answer, can I know your answers, both of yours? <laughs> sure. It's kind of changed since I think the last time somebody asked me on the show. I think it would be my Leica, mm-hmm. my Leica M4. It's just such a beautiful camera. Yeah, it's a tool too. Like you can probably start yeah. fire with that. Yeah, yeah, I could or like fend people off. Like I could hit people uh-huh. or bears or whatever. Or I guess bears aren't on islands. You know, tigers if they're on islands. Right. <laughs> sea lions. Sea yeah, lions. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I I usually always say my Mamiya RB67, but I think it would be that. But I'm also gonna like somehow sneak my Leica as well <laughs> to the island. I'm taking two. I don't care. Stop me. <laughs> <laughs> that could probably, the RV can probably double as a chair if you need Ye- to sit. <laughs> or like a flotation device to get out of there somehow. No, you'll sink. Yeah. <laughs> it's too heavy. Are you crazy? Yeah, you're right. Wow. Wow. You guys have chosen. Okay. Those are like really good legendary cameras. Hmm. I wonder why you would take the RV since it's like not a metal built or like it's not completely 
manual or like mechanical. Well, there's no rules on this island. Okay, you can. There's a film lab, so you can have film. You can have batteries. <laughs> I yeah, forgot it's a, about it's a pretty that. mythical it's a, it's a magical, island. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's magical. Uh, oh, uh, if that's the case. Um, <laughs> 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 um, I think people would expect me to say Hasselblad. Yeah, but uh, if I were to only have one, I would actually choose my Nikon F3 for sentimental yeah. reason. Okay. Yeah. It's a great camera. For sentimental reason for two two. Yeah. It's uh I got that camera in Pakistan when I visited. It was left there by a journalist and the family wow. who I stay what with. A story. Like, what? It's so it's crazy. <laughs> like I, I didn't even know what I was given to, like at yeah. the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The story behind it is so beautiful. Oh, uh, and when I get it when I would start using it, I realized the electric wasn't functioning properly. Mm-hmm. And so, but I would still be able to manually shot the manual shutter. So yep, that's yep. why I think that would be my one camera to have because although it's, you need battery, but it can still function <laughs> without it. Yeah. And it does so much more. It's more versatile yeah. than the Hasselblad. Hasselblad is so great, but I it wouldn't be the only camera that I have. Yeah. And the Nikon, I think, is it can do it all. So that would be my one and only. Yeah. Good answer. I love it. It is a great answer. Do you find which when you shoot like campaigns and stuff? Do you go? Do you use both or like? Um, the last campaign I was involved, uh, I had I think five cameras with me. Oh, on the set. that would be okay. me. Yep, I'm like yeah. the, take as many as I can fit. Exactly across all formats. I start from like 110 and 35 mil and like SLR wow. and a point and shoot and two media format six by six and six by seven so you know like everything uh-huh. you can bring yeah 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 okay but yeah like i i found a good workflow because six seven is slower so i would genuinely use my nikon and i have so many lenses for the like nikon so i can just be really creative with it like yeah. i can do really tight and i can do super wide i can use flash like it's an easy ch- change smaller camera body so that will be like my creative and exploration mm-hmm. like uh, fun shoots then when I know what shot is definitely gonna be the one I will transition into media format and capture that for real real so I love oh, cool. it yeah that's yeah, so that's great. great okay we have a part two of this oh, question oh man as if it wasn't hard enough the right. first half <laughs> I know so Second part of this question is: Is there anything that you're lusting after? Any camera that you don't own, but you you you're like, I, I, I need this. I want to buy it. Another hard one. I know. I'm sorry. Oh no! You should check my eBay search history. Yeah. Right. Oh, um, only one. <laughs> well, you, can ask, you can ask with a few. Why not? Okay. Uh, oh man. Uh, currently, I I I don't like that I'm saying it, but I'm gonna say it because I'm an honest person. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm really curious about a context T2. I don't need it. I don't Ooh. ever need it. I don't want yeah. it, but I do want <laughs> it because it's such a good camera. I mean, that's what I heard. That's what yeah. I heard. And I, I, I don't want it mainly, mainly because how hyped it is. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. also, there's a reason behind the hype. It is a good camera from what I've heard from everyone. And so I want to ultimately have experience of it. Maybe just like buy it and sell it real quick. I, yeah, I want to yeah, yeah. see what the hype is all about. I also, in the same round of hyped camera, I also do want to own Leica one day. I don't think I need it 
again. Um, <laughs> I think all the camera can do really good things. I don't think I need a Leica to do what I do. But yeah. I also want to just have it to see why people have yeah. so much hype yeah. behind. Yeah. And from what I see, like I used I brought up a couple of times and it's it's incredible. But I want to have my own one day, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Any specific model you have your eye on? See, I, I don't even know the uh the Leica world mm-hmm. that much to know. Uh I'll be happy with any one of them if <laughs> anyone wanted to donate one and support an artist. <laughs> yeah. Well that was us when we started the show we, yep. we weren't like a shooters no. either we, so nor picky it's like we a, would have taken any single one right when it, yeah yeah <laughs> wait i want to i want to your answers because uh, I, I always are in the lookout for new cameras too oh go look at my let me see <laughs> i would i would like a mamiya 6 i want the square format mm-hmm. you know i would like that the, the 7 i mean i would love a 7 but the six, I, I really love and feel connected to square format, and I don't shoot it nearly mm-hmm. enough. I think it always complements thirty-five millimeter really well if you mm-hmm. use them too for the same project. So that's that's my white whale right now. Does yeah. does that you think is inspired by like Polaroids? Oh yeah, I carry a Polaroid camera with me everywhere I go. So like, I love square. Yeah, definitely. Mm. And I think that's why I have such a hard time shooting like Instax wide because it's not square. Yeah. Yeah. Well, can I, since this month challenge is uh, about Polaroids, can I give a little tip from you during this challenge? Yeah. What do you have any? Uh, do you have a question, or, or do you need me to? Uh... Just <laughs> tip of taking better Polaroid photo because I feel like the way that you approach Polaroid is almost like black and white and color there's a different mindset when it mm, goes yeah. into polaroid and also square format right like yeah. there is a change when you're doing polaroid photos so i'll, I'll tell you what polaroid cameras i have yeah so i was just gonna maybe, ask what, what <laughs> camera are you using multiple so this month's challenge is gonna go across different format of polaroid so maybe starting with the goal the new one and um, I have three XS70. I have XS70, the brown leather, the regular, mm-hmm. the sonar with just the sonar, and I have the S680, SE680. So oh, such I, a good have, camera. I have all of mm-hmm. them. And I also will be doing so Polaroid 35mm film. So my friend has a role. We will be developing it oh, too wow. with the kit. Those are going to be my Polaroid approach. So, Man. what would you? What would your so advice? My, my main tip for Polaroids is always there's always more head space than mm. you think there is. Mm. So when you're focusing, just know that there's a lot more room up top than you than it looks like at least for the two cameras i've used for the last couple years if i'm looking in i always bring the camera down Mm. or do i bring it down or do i bring it up i think it's down yeah i bring it down yeah yeah your large format head is like trying to do the calculation yeah yeah i'm I'm always thinking because i know there's always yeah i bring it down because there's always more room up top than there is down at the bottom because forever i would always shoot the shot and then there'd be so much room on top and i'd be bummed so now i always drop it down mm. so yeah always bring it down i see and try to shoot sx70 film as much as you possibly can rather than 600 yeah. with an nd filter because the sx70 mm. film has more vibrant colors and i think it just renders the photo way better than the 600 film that's very interesting i i didn't know that about polaroid i've just oh, always so- never been impressed with 600 film yeah yeah so i agree then i would I would not use be using this uh, 680 then. You can. You can just use... Uh, oh, yeah, I guess the 680 would be... I mean, 
the 600 film is great. I've seen great results. I just feel like the there's always like I feel like there's like a layer almost that you can tell when it's 600 film over SX70 film. At least for me. Interesting. Yeah. Since I ever since I got my 680, I've been shooting on that only just because it gets all the feature that I need. Yeah. But yeah, I guess I didn't realize it was a lot different because. I thought it was maybe just the shipping, the patch, uh, like a different uh, production mm, line. Batch, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I don't know what it is. SX-70 film is just, I feel like it's sharper and the colors are mm. just like way more vibrant. I th- I, to me, I felt it's a deeper tone. Yeah. And I thought yeah. that's just only the ISOs. And that might have a lot to do with it. I'm not 100% sure because I'm sure it's made probably exactly the same. You know, I think it's just yeah. uh, just kind of how, you know, finer grained films are always like, you know, ect- 100 or something like that you know you Mm -hmm. always have I just feel like and I'm a grainy person so I don't know what my beef is really with the 600 film but like (laughs) I just always have to be shooting SX-70 if it's in there wow All right, I'm gonna write them down I'm gonna write them down yeah let me know if that helps at all (laughs) oh so much I feel like so I'm starting my project tomorrow like this month starts tomorrow for me and this is a great way to start off that because I wouldn't have known there you go there you go you would have seen so much headspace that's gonna hurt (laughs) (laughs) now now I'm saving my film Thank you so much. There you go. There you go. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> oh, did you find more, um, Chris? Did you find more of your uh, camera? Like, oh yeah. Uh, did you ever say your camera? List? Oh, I didn't say mine. Okay, okay. Um, I've been like super thinking about like getting more me- like into medium format. Like I like I want bigger, like a six seven camera, like the Mamiya. And then I don't. Know, Linus got me on his. He got a uh, Fuji. What is that? The six four five. Yeah, the six four five. That looks really good too. Like a point and shoot large. Or medium format camera is like it would be uh, it's calling me it's be, it would be quick <laughs> enough to catch your uh, son so. I know see there's a reason I could, should get it I'll tell my husband that's why I convince him, you know, like, I need <laughs> to be faster when I'm photographing the baby, you know? <laughs> oh, man. I love that. Imagine. Yeah, but I'm, medium format has been pulling at me lately. I want to get bigger, bigger negatives. So. Honestly, yeah. at the rate of, like, how much a 35 mil- millimeter mm-hmm. is charging right now, there is no reason to not do medium format to get a better quality. Right. So Exactly. You'd never think that that would be the case, that 120 film would be less expensive than, mm-hmm. yeah. So crazy. crazy. I really hope this is not just a wave. I really hope this is here to stay. I mean, we're definitely experiencing something that's like uh, like a trend, but yeah. I, I hope it doesn't die down and it goes another sad part of like closing I down know. factories and all that. So yeah, I'm I'm fingers crossed for it. Doesn't it doesn't it doesn't feel like that. Okay. Yeah, to me I was anyway. just gonna say in the six years we are almost six years we've been doing this podcast, we've only seen it grow. You know, and yes, we've seen a couple stocks and stuff go away. But, you know, when they go away, you know, three more films pop up. So, yeah, 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 I think I think we're at a good spot and we'll be okay for a little while. I'm just hoping that one day I think it's coming soon. I don't know who's in develop of that, but I hope someone makes new film cameras like premium. Yeah. Premium film cameras. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, maybe we should start it ourselves. Right. I know, right? Let's do it. Let's go. (laughs) I wish I had the brains for that. Oh, man. That's why I'm not doing it. There's someone there for the job. (laughs) Same here. Same here. (laughs) 
Oh, All right. Well, Sissy, I'll say it again. This has been phenomenal. Thank you for joining us. I'm super inspired to like go do a challenge now. Yeah, so me thank too. You. Yes. Let um, me know how it where, goes. Definitely. Where can everybody check you out? Where's your website? You can plug the channel, whatever you want. Sure. I mean, Instagram is where I'm most active. So that's mm-hmm. at under Sissy Lou underscore um, no, Sissy underscore Lou. Oh my gosh, I can't talk. S I S S I underscore L U. You can pretty much find me under that title everywhere on Instagram, TikTok, and my website, sissylou.com. So spelled out.com. Glad I found that <laughs> domain name. Um, That's yeah. great. <laughs> yeah, on the YouTube channel is where you can find more in depth of me and just, just pick my brain, kind of see my process even more than just a glimpse on social media. So um, mm. we, me and my friend has a combined channel. So it's not only me. You can get to see a lot more other photographers who might be inspiring so to good. you. That's under underdevelop. And we kind of trying to be cool, took out all the vowels. So it's <laughs> under spelled out, develop DVLP. You can find us there as well. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Timothy, where are you? Guys, I'm on Instagram and Twitter at Timothy Makeups. I also have some YouTube stuff. Haven't updated in a while. I know, I know. Uh, Go to the search bar. Easiest way to find it. Just type in Timothy Makeups. You'll find a bunch of my stuff there. Chris, where are you? So I am Chris B. Photo on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. We are Analog Talk Pod on Twitter and Analog Talk Podcast on Instagram. And that's it. Thank you so much for having me. I had so much fun. Yes, this is awesome. Thank you, Sissy. (laughs) Yay. And we'll, we'll see you guys next time. Bye. First off, Chris and I would like to thank Sissy for coming on the show. What an amazing story. What wonderful work and projects you have going on. Just, we're we're so excited to get you on the show. Thank you so much for taking the time, Sissy. And we can't wait to see what the future holds for your work. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Guys, that's going to take us to Patreon. Head over to patreon.com slash analog talk for only a buck. You can get the show two days early. We also have our Patreon only develop and hangs over there and a bunch of other stuff. So if that sounds like something you're interested in, head over to patreon.com slash analog talk. Like we say all the time, Patreon is the best way to help support the show. That's going to wrap it up for this week. We had a great chat with Sissy. That was a ton of fun. And we will see you next week with an all new episode.